0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, November 17th, 2022. Today on the Ether, PS Labs hosts an interview with Stargaze founder, Shane. Let's take a listen.
1: Hi everyone, just once again. Uh just, just so you know, it's
2: it's only silent right now because we we're planning on starting in about 2 minutes time and we're just giving people some time to join the space before we actually start. And um so if you if you know anyone or any communities that you think will be interested in this specific, you know, especially Stargate's communities, please go and uh, let them know. And uh, yeah, hopefully we we're, we're all going to learn a lot about Shane tonight. <laughs> so um, yeah, we've only got a few minutes to be starting um, after We're going to get going. Cool. So Shane, are you still listening? Are you here?
3: Yep, I'm. Yep, I'm still here. Cool. Are you? Uh, Happy for us to start? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. We can get started. I um, I posted in our Discord and stuff, too. So, hopefully oh, brilliant. We yeah, hopefully we'll,
2: yeah. yeah, we'll get people uh, starting to come in. But um, anyways, I, I, I think we should hit it off. So uh, number one, thank you, everyone who is here already listening in and joining us tonight <clears throat> on, on a Thursday night. And uh, thank you, Shane, for um, agreeing to do the interview and, and joining us as well uh you're actually someone who uh you know uh other than on twitter uh not too i see you post sometimes on twitter but you're not you're not too outspoken and you're kind of like the man behind all the scenes so i'm really excited to um get you finally get to ask you about, so you know diving straight into it uh uh we met a week uh, about two weeks ago at the party, and I got to ask you a few questions there but I'm just gonna start to totally from the beginning for everyone um so where are you based uh your your name is Shane Viterano, where are you based uh what's your sort of background you know uh who, who, who what kind of family do you come from are you able to sort of fill us in a bit more on just sort of your your general do you
3: sure yeah yeah i can do that um <clears throat> so i i actually used to be a lot more a lot more active on twitter um i've been on twitter for a very long time i think <laughs> since it since it launched uh in 2007 or so um and and um kind of knew some of the early founders there too um, i mean some of the, some of the early devs uh that were working on twitter um and then you know as as i just got more and more busy um you know, just kind of cool down a little bit, and um, also, like, I don't know, after you've been on it for a long time, you you just kind of like don't care enough to just keep sharing everything. <laughs> so so I think I think that's why it, you know, only if I really have some something to say, I really kind of tweet, I don't really should post that much anymore, but I'm, I I'm feel like um <laughs> I know, but I feel like
1: you
2: know later on, we probably will return back to talking a bit more. Spe- Specifically on Twitter, and because I think there's a, a fair bit to sort of talk oh, about special some developments. Uh, but just to sort of uh, let's start essentially, like let's start from the very beginning. Like, um, what is your like sort of background? And because you're uh, an American, right? Um, yeah, yeah. You're based so, in so
3: I'm uh, so I'm based. Is it New uh, York? Yeah, so I'm based in New York. Um, yeah, I'm based in New York City. Uh, we have a little office here in Williamsburg um, in this co-working spot. Um, but I was actually born in the UK. I was born in Southampton, uh, lived there until I was uh, six or seven, um, and then and then moved to the US. So, um, but my parents are from Sri Lanka. Um, so you know, I'm a bit of a kind of a third culture kid. You know, I don't. I've I've lived in various places. Um, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of the world, um, and, um, kind of empathize with, with people from a lot of different backgrounds. Cause I, you know, have, uh, a lot of kind of a lot of different backgrounds. So, um,
2: so what's the story was, yeah, there that, in terms kind of, of, um, so your parents are Sri Lankan, right? And then why, why did they move to Southampton?
1: Oh, so my dad
3: went to grad school there. Yeah. So my dad, um, yeah, my dad went to, he went to grad school there. So my mom just kind of went along with him and I, uh, yeah, I was, I was just kind of born. So,
2: okay. So um, your dad was basically yeah. studying uh, at the time that, that they had you and uh, what, what, what was your dad studying? What does he, what did he do for a career um, while sort of supporting his family?
3: Oh, he was—he uh, was getting his JD there. He was uh, so he's a—you um, he, know—he went to school for uh, for um, for law. Uh, so um, he was—you know—he went to school for—he uh, uh, went to school for law. He's a lawyer, but he um, actually kind of worked as like a businessman. Um, he he kind of ran a company that was in like the freight shipping kind of kind of kind of industry. So, I see. <laughs> very very different, very different from what I'm doing. and and then and then how did
2: that move happen from uh Southampton to the New York with was just Southampton was the UK just not cutting it
3: uh I just like my dad got a job you know my dad got a job here and uh yeah you know he wanted just like any immigrant right you know they want like a better life for their kids and want like you know go to a place that has like more opportunity and stuff like that you know I guess like sounds cliche but like you know the american dream or whatever you know so uh yeah. kind of wanted so, that, so what wanted that for his kids what time period are we talking like so he's, are we talking about like sort
2: of mid-80s and stuff that he he moved over to new york and and and, and then he and then he must he must have like not known anyone right so he just set up shop again like what did he do like what 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 did that picture sort of look like when like you and your family when he sort of sh- took everyone over to new york and just started again and uh, do you remember anything about that? Do you have any memories of that time?
3: Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was the mid 80s. Uh, and, um, and, uh, like, my parents didn't have much at all. When they moved to New York, I, I forgot how much it was. I I just, you know, they they kind of, in retrospect, kind of uh, exaggerate the stories a little bit or whatever. But I remember my dad saying something like he only had like fifty bucks or something when he came to the US. <laughs> that, that's uh,
2: literally how and, every uh, immigrant story starts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I remember us like living in this like tiny little apartment in New York, and uh, um, then eventually, I guess he's like saved enough to um, to get. Uh, like a little house in the suburbs, and and uh, then we moved to New Jersey, and that's kind of where I grew up most of my life, most of my child, most of my childhood, uh, going to middle school mm. and uh, high school. So it's fair to say it's fair to say you you
2: you're, you're an amer you're essentially recognised fully as American, and you're a New Yorker, like sort of through and through. Even even though you do have like this heritage, this Sri Lankan heritage, you. Um, most of your life experience has been like in new york in america
3: yeah yeah
2: i guess it's safe to say that yeah did you um so do you ever go back to sri lanka do you do you what do you meet your sri lankan family do you have you been do
3: you go often yeah you know so my parents uh you know we still have some relatives and stuff like that there uh, and, my, and my parents, uh, you know, have uh, friends and family there. So we, we go and visit every, I would say, like, um, three or four years or so. Um, you know, we'll go for like um, like two weeks or some, something like that. Um, usually kind of like around uh, like New Year's time, Christmas time, uh, when everyone else kind of has holidays too. And, um, you know, go and, go and check out um, the country a little bit. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a really beautiful place. It's awesome for like, uh, you know, like things like surfing and hiking. And uh, there's a lot of tourism there.
1: Do you, do you ever,
2: um, are, uh, do you ever sort of um, dream of, uh, do you ever have like ideas of like, uh, sort of going anywhere else or maybe Sri Lanka and stuff like that and just like seeing what life's out like sort of out there because you, you, you're kind of like uniquely positioned to be able to work anywhere in the world. Essentially you've got like a remote business, you know, all of your staff working remotely. Um, you can work from anywhere in the world as well. So I was just wondering, um, do you ever sort of daydream about that kind of thing?
3: I used to, you know, I was a kind of a digital nomad a little bit. So when I lived in San Francisco, um, um, I kind of lived in San, in San Francisco kind of during the whole like web 2.0 kind of era. And um, when I, when I was there, I I, I did kind of travel around a little bit and stuff. Uh, but you know, I'm, 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 I'm really kind of a city boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, like, I like, I like big cities. Uh, you know, I like the convenience of them. Uh, you know, I like to walk around and stuff like that and, 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 and and work out of cafes and so forth. So um and, and and also my time is like very constrained now right so I don't I don't really mm. have too much time to explore and stuff like that um so so New York do is you, kind of ideal for me right now do you,
2: do you do you have a any fat like kids a wife or kids yourself uh at the moment I I have a dog
3: I have a dog oh
2: Oh wow. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, your time's gonna get even more constrained if you decide to take on a take on a wife at any point. Um
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 kinda of putting all that to the side until Stargate is yeah. a bit more stable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you
2: see yeah, you seem like you're pretty much like a man on a mission right now. You're um you've got this it seems like um and we'll go into this sort of a bit more, but like um you started this thing and it's like snowballing and it's growing and it's basically like you've, you've got this really good thing going right now and you know it's kind of make or break and you got to just keep pushing that snowball to make sure it gets bigger and bigger and bigger uh, and I feel like you're very much in that stage right now because stargaze is like position like positioned is a mixture of things right it's not just positioning but also just like the correct sort of creators and stuff getting on board as well. And then the buyers and community coming in as well. And like, you've really kind of, yeah, positioned yourself as being yeah, like the I mean, NFT space know, of Cosmos, which is like a massive achievement.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. I mean, so yeah, right. You know, when you, when you run something at the scale of Stargaze, like it, 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 it's pretty much impossible to have that, to, to do anything else outside. On- outside of it you know it's pretty much impossible to have like a normal life um and 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 that's the advice that like you know pretty much any 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 founder takes um yeah but um yeah like you know when would
2: you say this sort of um when sorry when did when would you say this sort of uh because you obviously started at one point and, and then, like, I'm sure it must have been, there must have hit a point where, like, you're working on this all day, every day, you've got users, it's running, like, it's an active business with customers, and you're just working it all day, every day. When, how long ago would you say that really started? Like, because you obviously got, like, the initial conception of the project, but there must have been a point where, like, this thing really kicked off, and you're just, like, then, like, oh, man, I can't stop.
3: I mean, everything just really kicked off into high gear, you know, after Genesis launch, right? I mean, after, um, yeah, you know, af- after the launchpad launch, pad, uh, launch that's, that's when everything just became like super real. And um, a lot more people got interested in it. Um, uh, uh, you know, we did the, you know, really fairly large, large airdrop. Uh, when we did the airdrop, I think it was valued at uh, 150 million dollars. So you know that that brought a lot of users. That brought a lot of attention to the project, <laughs> exactly. um, and and it's just been a roller coaster since. You know, it's just been you know <laughs> since then. it's just like it just never stopped. Um, so 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 that's that's where we are now. Um, it, 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 but you know, it wasn't always that way. Stargaze actually started in early uh, 2020. Um, and then we kind of pivoted a bunch of times, uh, and, and, and then kind of arrived where we are, uh, now. And, uh, I can, I can kind of dig in and, and, and talk a bit more about, about that stuff. If if you guys want to know more about that.
2: Yeah. Especially like, yeah, uh, is there, is never. There,
3: there,
2: I think we got like a slight delay. Um,
1: yeah, there's a little, slight no, the up, I just
2: want to sort of, um, we We'll come to it very quickly, but I just want to find out like how you even came into the position of even starting this stuff. Uh, sorry. Yeah, there's delay on audio. So I, I'm just going to um, I'm just going to talk and then I'm just going to go silent to wait for your <laughs> reply. But so here's my next question, right, is. um the things you're doing require like a lot of skill obviously and and pretty much like very nascent brand new skills uh that have only uh, come about in the past few years and i i mean just know like what does your background look like in terms of what were you doing in term like in your professional life to like lead you up to this point, at which you I like, found it Stargaze. um So, like, what we you, did? You go to university? What were you studying? Did you study? Were you good at studying? Were you like, or were you like a bit of a rogue who's just terrible at school, but like a really talented sort of, um you, you know, operator? And uh, did you like what kind of businesses and jobs did you have prior? Like, were you, were they shit jobs? Were they good jobs? Um, and then how did that then lead you starting this
3: yeah, that's a that's a loaded question, <laughs> but um, you, you know, it, it, this this all kind of goes back to I guess when I was a teenager, um, I uh, kind of got into computers at a very early age, um, and uh, you know, I used to kind of play around. I used to um, uh, I used to run um, I used to run a BBS. If some of you uh, uh, may or may not know know what that is, um, kind of just like this online bulletin board. Uh, I, you know, I used to make, uh, just, I like, I, I started coding when I was, I think like 13 or so. So I've, I've, I've always kind of been kind of building, building on the side. Um, and I found school just terribly boring. Um, and, um, you know, everyone else was like playing basketball or whatever. And I was just like, you know, learning how to hack and stuff like that. So, um, I actually kind of started in, um, kind of like with with in, in in kind of like the hacker community and hacker culture um and um you know that's, oh, that's how i oh that's interesting what, what, what uh, uh um, sorry yeah so, a, bit of a delay i think i guess um, without
2: like incriminating
1: yourself too much or anything but uh when you say like you got into hacking what are you doing
3: Oh, uh, I mean, nothing super major. I was, uh, you know, I was like, uh, like, like hacking into, uh, like once I, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Am I, am I coming through or is there, Um, can you guys hear me?
1: You're all good. There's literally like about a seven delay on, we're just going to.
3: Okay. Yeah, I was uh, so one one uh, memory I have was I um, hacked into uh, this telecom system in Germany um, to in, in order to make make free free phone calls, and um, I, I you know I kind of like resold those to like my friends and stuff like that. So um, uh, and 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 then um, then I got a cease and des- a cease and desist letter um, from the telecom. They sent it to my parents. And my parents, like, confiscated my computer and stuff like that. So um, that's, that was, like, the moment for me to, like, realize that, you know, I need to actually, um, you know, do something good and useful uh, with my skills instead of, you know, uh, just, just kind of doing that kind of stuff.
2: Oh, that's um, amazing, man. Um, so so, when, so you say, like, do something good and useful. Like, what was the first iteration of you doing something good and useful with your skills?
3: Well, I mean, then, then kind of like, you know, school kind of took over my life. Um, and then um, there was a lot of pressure to, you know, get like a real job. And, um, so, so I actually went to school. I actually focused more on the hardware side. Um, you know, I got a degree in computer engineering. Um, I got a master's in it, uh, you know, as well. And um, in retrospect, that was a lot of wasted time um, because I already taught myself how to code. Like I didn't, you know, I, I, I found it, I, I, it to me it didn't make sense to also like learn computer science because, you know, I, I already knew a lot of it. So, um, so that's why I kind of focused on the hardware side when I was in college.
2: Um, did you make any um, did you make any sort of like meaningful connections like because there's obviously like learning skills but but then there's another flip side to sort of going to university and academia which is like you know some people meet sort of like lifetime business partners or contemporaries or or people that you know maybe you even know like right now who are like really shit hot in a very similar thing you're doing and you both know each other and you've known each other for ages is there anything like that um sort of going on like for, from university you you bump into the same people
3: you know i wish i had a you know some kind of great roommate experience or anything like that, or something like that um the you know the truth is that like I don't even really talk to, to anyone I know, uh, from, from, from school or college. Um, you know, I just, it just never happened to me. You know, I, I, I didn't really run into anyone, uh, who, who I still really even talk to, um, you know, almost everyone I work with now, almost everyone I, I talk to, are uh, you know, all entirely like new people that I've just like met on the internet or whatever. Um, Yeah. So. So. Yeah. That. That. That wasn't very fruitful in that way. (laughs) So.
2: So straight out of university, what was your first job? And and like, did you have any interesting jobs while you're at university? Like, did you do any? uh, Did you do any like really shitty jobs that were like just totally unrelated to like coding? Were you like a burger? Or anything at any point.
3: Oh yeah. I mean, I used to be a bagger at a grocery store. (laughs) That was that was one of my first jobs. Um, and then I, uh, I also had some summer jobs where I was like doing like, um, like tech support, which, which wasn't very glorious at all. Um, and, and, and I also spent many hours like volunteering at hospitals cause my parents wanted me to be a doctor.
2: <laughs> so, typical uh, yeah. typical. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. but one of my my first jobs was just working in a Nokia call center. I'm like, uh, while I was learning all photography and stuff, I just worked in a call center at Nokia. And uh, the year after I started, the whole business went uh, bankrupt. So uh, (laughs) maybe the customer support was uh, like lackluster. But um, yeah, anyway, so yeah. Where, what so that's like you? You obviously yeah. You said you're packing bags and stuff. But what were the were there? The, I know that you worked for um, uh, the coupon site, Groupon, right? Groupon, uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that like like pretty much to just before you started Star, stargaze? Like how how does your career path sort of go? You you know once you get onto the path of like being a programmer and developer. Uh how does that then go leading up to Stargaze?
3: Sure. So uh actually so my first job um out of college was working at Motorola. Um but I didn't I wasn't working on um on 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 cell phones. I was working in their kind of like government division. I was working on uh this mobile radios for the Secret Service and stuff, and was we actually working on, on cryptography uh for for these radios. Um and, um, and yeah, that was, that's kind of how I got started. Um, when I was there, I realized I'm not a big company person. Uh, I was, um, you know, just didn't like all the process and all the rules. Um, I always wanted to kind of do my own thing. And um, so I didn't, I didn't last there very long. Um, after that, I wanted to, you know, work on web stuff, on Web, on web 2.0 stuff. Um, I joined uh, uh, Orbits for a little bit, orbits.com, you know, the travel site. I did, um, I did a bunch of backend development there. Um, and then this is also when I started really getting into open source. So I started contributing to Ruby on Rails, uh, which is the web framework that, um, you know, Twitter is built with uh, Airbnb um, and, uh, I, um, you know, GitHub as well. And I really kind of got into that community and started contributing to a lot of open source. And, and that's how I started working on Groupon, because Groupon, uh, Groupon was built on Rails, um, and uh, you know I've, I've I've always been someone who like worked on like, uh, you know like the like the like the newest thing before like anyone else knew about it. <laughs> so like I, I think when I got involved with Rails there was like maybe only like fifty people in like the chat you know in like the IRC chat channel for that. Um, and and but that was pretty amazing because like you know all those people went on to create all these startups like. You know Toby from Shopify and like Chris from GitHub and stuff, and um wow. uh, that's cool. Um, so yeah, it was kind of so that
2: that IRC was kind of almost like a bit of an incubator for like all these other new founders, which like you know one or two years down the line went on to then go do uh, some pretty big stuff, and and then you were you were like right in the heart of that community.
3: Yes, exactly. You know, it was is it was like the Discord of today uh you know at that time
2: yeah exactly yeah i i only know i only knew irc because i used it to, to just uh organize counter-strike uh matchups uh back in the day in, like warcraft 3.
1: <laughs> oh, nice!
2: <laughs> yeah that's all i use it for uh, i didn't even really know what i was doing back then but um so that's cool man like you've basically just been a developer since you're like a teenager and then you were like you're like hacking into things you're like okay yeah like obviously skilled but um got you know you you started to dance with the danger a tiny bit and then and then you kind of then then you just got into the real business of like actually building real things and contributing towards building bigger things and um yeah that's cool and then now so so i I feel like now we're leading on to sort of like uh stargaze itself and um what was there like a moment where like one day you're like i'm gonna build this thing it's gonna be an nft marketplace like were you with someone were you like at a festival were you like sitting by yourself in the room like how did you did you have like this sort of moment of realization, or is that like a bit of a faux pas? Like, was it just sort of like you? you it wasn't like a moment. It was like a steady uh, thing where like you're like, okay, we're gonna build this. Like, what what does like the beginning of Stargaze look like, specifically, like in your head?
3: So uh, that's another long story, <laughs> but I can talk about it. Um, so, so there was a there was a little bit of a missing section here. So right after the Web 2.0 stuff, I really got into mobile development, and um, I built um, I built my own apps. So um, I built an app called DrumKit, where which um, it was one of the first uh, um, apps in the App Store, and uh, it got uh, over uh, 10 million downloads. And it was it, 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 I, I got very lucky, you know, it did really well. It got featured on like. Apple TV ads and like Apple like billboards and stuff like that. And uh I think to this day it's one of the most uh one of the most successful like independently developed kind of apps on on the iPhone. Did um, you say it's
2: called Drum Kit? Is Yeah, it's called Drum. Kit. I'm I'm assuming it's like tap like a tapping sort of thing which is a drum kit.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. But you know, but but it was the first one, right? So like it, it, at that time it seemed pretty novel uh even though it's just like something so simple right but um but like at that time the iphone the original like the iphone 3g was really laggy so um i i actually had to like build a an audio engine in c plus plus to make it get faster and make it like make it very very responsive and stuff. so, so that's
2: th- i mean like that was obviously like really successful like why why did you did you like not push it? Were you like okay, I made it, that's it, that's done, next thing? Because most people like once they make something and it's got really successful, they'll like kind of push it more, they'll develop it more. You know, now we've done drums, let's do a violin, let's do a piano, blah blah blah. blah. Did you not like pursue it further, or did you just did something else come along?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess what happened was so I, I you know I there was a lot of learning from that experience. Um. You know, I wasn't really like listening to the community as much. Um, You know, I wasn't uh, you know really talking to any of the users or anything like that. You know, and 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 these are lessons that I learned for Stargaze, where it's the complete opposite of that, right? We're talking to the users all the time. Um, So um, yeah, you know, I just kind of uh, I don't know. I just kind of I kind of got um, I kind of got bored building apps. Like I felt like I kind of reached. Kind of like a limit there, and, um, and 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 also Apple kind of fucked me over a little bit because they uh, launched GarageBand on um, on iOS a couple of year, a couple of years later. Um, I you know I think uh, you know um, um, three or four years later that like completely destroyed my sales. So like oh, after I that see. experience you know after that experience oh. i realized that like i don't want to build on someone else's uh you know someone else's thing like kind of want to so build what, my what, own what thing. did
2: what did you do after that experience what did you move on to next
3: um then after that you know i was kind of deciding what to work on next and a friend of mine introduced me to ethereum um and um i i you know i kind of really got into it because it just reminded me of um kind of like the same kind of people building in it as like the early web, you know, like, um, a huge design space, uh, just lots of opportunity to like build. And, um, you know, I'm just attracted to spaces where you can, um, just kind of like, uh, that, that just have like a big canvas where you can just build stuff on. So, so, so I was really attracted to Ethereum and, um, started investigating, like, you know, building in that space, and I, I always had this like consumer background, right? Always been kind of building consumer-facing pay- things, and um, you know, I just realized that you know Ethereum wasn't scalable enough for what, what did you build kind of type of things I wanted to build. When you're messing around with Ethereum initially,
2: what were you working on?
3: Uh, the, the the initial thing I was working on was uh, a version of Lightning for Ethereum. You know, so like Lightning, uh, you know, uh, is it, it, a, a, a kind of peer-to-peer payments. Kind of protocol on bitcoin and i was working on like ethereum version of that um and, was it like with
1: a team
2: or just by yourself you you just taking these things on by yourself
3: uh it was with a uh, another person rick rick dudley um you know he's, he, he's he's pretty well known in the space um and we were kind of like trying to raise money for it but like it didn't work out so yeah. um so i stopped working on that and then, and then what
2: what happened after that? So so you realized that kind of wasn't going to work out maybe or, or um, there might be better opportunities elsewhere. Where, where, what did you move on to after sort of... Basically, that's so, like your first experience in Web3, right? So so yeah. what did you move on to after?
3: So then a friend of mine introduced me to Cosmos and she uh, uh, made me read... Uh, the white paper, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the white paper. And, uh, and, you know, I was, I was kind of reading that and, uh, you know, we were kind of learning together and stuff. And there's just, so, uh, you know, all these new terms and like proof of stake. I was like, what is that? And then I just started like reading more and more about it. And I just like fell into the rabbit hole. Right. And um, to me, you know, before that, I, I, I only knew about Ethereum and um cosmos just kind of blew my mind because i really kind of um um uh just just really kind of uh aligned with how uh, how it like intended to scale right you know so like i kind of saw ethereum as this like a just like a mainframe frame computer which didn't kind of have an, any kind of ability to scale while cosmos you had all these kind of like mini blockchains that talk to each other and and communicate over like a messaging protocol, right? Okay. So, I was so like, okay, this makes sense.
2: So so now you 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 come across Cosmos. Um, did you? Does that pretty much immediately then go into Stargaze, or were you working on anything else before on Cosmos? Did you? Were you part of any other teams? Did you dabble in other things, or you, you essentially just sort of uh, sort of looked at everything around you and was like, okay. Uh, I'm going to build this thing.
3: Yeah. So then in 2018, I was looking for like opportunities to kind of build on Cosmos. And um, a friend of mine, um, you know, introduced me to uh, the startup called True Story that was looking for a head of engineering. Um, and, and um, you know, that's and, and, and then that's when I, I joined True Story and, uh, you know, started started working on Cosmos. So uh, this was one of the very first one of the very first teams actually that started uh, you know started building on Cosmos, and it was way too early at that time. Um, like you know Kepler didn't exist at that time, um, osmosis didn't exist, and um, you know the the SDK uh, Cosmos hasn't happened yet, and um, you know we were building on Cosmos while it was kind of getting built built itself. Right. So, um, but, uh, that's around the time where, and, and, and then I hired, I, I, I I hired Jorge, um, who is, you know, now a co-founder of Stargaze and then, um, you know, kind of brought him on and, uh, we, we basically, you know, spend a lot of time just kind of like learning, um how to build on cosmos
2: what, what's what's happening with that company now did they fizzle out it was just not the right time timing for it or, or are they uh, going strong now like uh, what's happened to that business
3: yeah true story kind of fizzled out at the end of 2019 um you know uh, it, it, we just realized it was just very hard to launch a token at that time uh you know you had to go through like a centralized exchange and we didn't want to do like an IEO and Binance or whatever. It just seemed kind of centralized and seemed a little scammy or whatever. Uh, and um, yeah, you know, uh, it, it, it was, it was like, uh, you know, the bear market and not, not, not everyone we hired, you know, wanted to, to like, you know, continue building during the bear, bear market. Um, so yeah, it just kind of fizzled out at the end of 2019.
2: Cool. Um, so, so what's cool though is like you've now met kind of like your co-founder yeah um are you able to sort of tell us a bit more about jorge like who is this guy
3: (laughs) um yeah so jorge who's actually in the audience um he's uh he lives in guatemala uh he hi jorge uh
2: by the (laughs) way you can come up you can come up and join in if you want uh (laughs) as well but uh i I think it's cool if shane tries to describe you first
3: (laughs) Yeah, you know he's he's one of the best devs I've you know ever ever worked with. Um, just uh, you know I, I I learned something new new from him almost every day, uh, and um, you know we just like just gel really well together. Just have like a really good vibe, and uh, you know he's really good at stuff I'm bad at, and I'm sometimes good at stuff that he's bad at. Uh, you know, oh, so so, way, so what's but... he good
2: at, and what what are you good at, and what is he bad at, and what are you bad at?
3: Um, well, first of all, I don't think he's bad at much, but, 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 but he's very good at like, uh, at like infrastructure, uh, uh, you know, DevOps kind of things, um, and like validator operations, uh, which is extremely, you know, important to running a blockchain. Um, and, um, you know, and then I, you know, I was, I was maybe better at like, um, like the higher level kind of like application kind of building kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, like um, the actual
2: uh, customer-facing side of the product.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly, almost exactly. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. And and then, um, so was
2: there was there was there ever a moment where like you and Jorge sort of sat down or met in real life or, or had a chat online, and then this sort of idea of Stargaze came along. Like, where where did start? When did Stargaze? When did the seed of like Stargaze start?
3: Uh sure. Yeah. So. So so actually, so I was living in LA uh, at the end of uh, 2019, and uh, that's also when I met Jake. So Jake, uh, you know, was the um, one of the uh, was the third uh, third co co founder. Um, actually, ran into him at a cafe. I was living in Santa Monica, um, and um, at that time, you know, he didn't he, he he knew about Cosmos, but you know, he wasn't really a builder in the space. Uh, but he was like very interested in like. Learning how to run nodes and validators and stuff like that. So, um, so me and me and Jorge kind of like kind of like took him under under our under our wing, and uh, and we taught him you know Cosmos and 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 uh, you know how to um, you know how to code in the SDK and Cosmosm and and stuff like that. And um, and then and then we kind of um, you know started thinking about what we can build. So initially, we started like a validator business but then we actually wanted to like, you know, build some, some real like user, user-facing stuff. Um, you know, I've, I've, had, I've always had this kind of interest in kind of like decentralized social. Um, so that's kind of what we started with, right? So we started building uh, this kind of like decentralized Twitter type of, uh, type of thing. Um, and w- when we were building that, um, we realized that tweets are essentially NFTs (laughs) and uh but there was no NFTs at Cosmos at that time right so this was like I think it was like you know early 20 uh early 20 uh well it was like mid 2020. um and uh you know I I like I like for my background building on Ethereum you know I was just well aware of um you know, all the protocols that are built on Ethereum, you know, it was maybe at that time, like two years ahead of, uh, you know, anything that was like kind of application uh, user facing stuff that was built on Cosmos. Um, so yeah, so then we had, you know, ideas to build like DAOs, you know, build name services, uh, you know, build, uh, 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 you know, integrate NFTs and stuff like that, but like none of this stuff existed yet on Cosmos so
2: is is jake still involved or or, or like is kind of like stargaze was um is yeah is jake still involved in the team so so we've now got the start of your team right it's you and jorge you, you've got the idea of stargaze is coming along like you realize there's, there's no nfts on cosmos who's the next person on a team and and who's then the next and the next and the next like how did you start to build this team?
3: Uh, yeah. So um, so let me see. So uh, so then so we started. So when we had the realization that uh, we need to build bring NFTs to the Cosmos, um, that's kind of like when this, like uh, you know, I guess the, the the true kind of kind of iteration of Stargate started. Uh, and then you know we decided to launch. Uh, the chain at the end of last year, um, and then we we kind of decided to launch just the chain by itself, uh, uh, and launch it with Cosmosm. So then we can just kind of like build um, as we go along, right, and build with the community. Uh, and then, so so then we actually had started with like prototypes of uh, like a name service of, of of DAOs and a couple other things. And then we uh, you know, realized that we should just you know, focus on uh, building an NFT marketplace, right? So then when we were building the marketplace, uh, the creators came to us and they were like, okay, we have a marketplace, but like how are we gonna launch the collections, right? right? Like we, we need a launch pad. So then we realized that, okay, we gotta you know, stop working on the marketplace and actually start working on the launch pad. <laughs> so, so that's kind of when things came together you know this was all like this just kind of like accidental process, right? It's not like we had a grand plan or anything like that. Um,
2: yeah, like nft marketplaces ha- have not exactly existed for a very long time at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so who were who were those first creators who who was the first creator on stargaze?
3: Oh man. okay. so the first great so it wasn't just one um you know we did uh the the um we had like what 10 or 11 genesis creators uh you know it was like um um like bad kids like women women from cosmos um um Owlis, uh um um uh starty uh there's <laughs> you know I'm, I'm forgetting all of them but you know we what, had what about um a bunch of them what like. about
2: the star shades with star shades one
3: Yes. uh, yes. Oh, brilliant! I don't think. uh, Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't part of like the very first round, uh, but uh, it it was. You know, it did launch like a few weeks later.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. They're (laughs) probably one of the most valuable assets that's ever existed. (laughs) But, oh yeah, um, Star Jones is, gonna, <laughs> is gonna is gonna
3: is gonna rise from you know he's gonna have cool. its moment at some point in the future.
2: Yeah. yeah, you know what's so funny? I mean, I'm I'm gonna just sidetrack a tiny bit, but uh, you know, I oh, so Shane joined us at, like um I mean we threw a Stargaze party the other day, and thank you so much for supporting it and coming along, and loads of people came along and made some uh, a lot of effort to join and um. Yeah, yeah. I think you met my my mate Lawrence, who's one of the sort of front end devs for Foundation, and um, he's actually in the. Pre- this is totally unrelated. There's no question off the back of this, but he's developing like a Star Chodes diary and book where like people can look at their Chodes all together in one place. Sorry, that's just me shilling Chodes for a second. I Amazing. got distracted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 He's He's uh he's inspired uh so he's coming over to stargaze but um he's building specifically around the star chodes collection awesome uh, yeah so no no so but anyway i, I just want to there, there was something which wasn't like quite covered in, in what you just um anyways you gave us some awesome uh information story but like um so it's like you and jorge how big is your team now and who's now part of the team and like, how did you come across them? Like you have like, let's say like you have like the event, the team of Avengers now, like, how did you recruit each member? And how did you meet them? Was it just like online? Did you meet them in real life? Like, because we've got Ruan, who like probably most people know as sort of like the more community facing um, figure in Stargaze. Um, what does a Stargaze team look like now? How many people is it? And how, how did you find them and get them?
3: Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, you know, for the longest time, uh, it was just me, me, Jorge and Jake. And then, and then, you know, towards, uh, towards the end of last year, um, you know, Jake kind of wanted to work more, more on Juno. Um, you know, so like now, now he spends, he spends more time on Juno. Um, but then, uh, you know, when we started to, started to blow up, um, in, uh, after Launchpad, you know, I was like, oh my God, you know, I can't be uh, you know, writing code, building, talking to creators, doing community, uh, you know, just doing all this stuff, right? Just, yeah, just there's just two, two two not two enough bandwidth. <laughs> you
2: know, <laughs> right, don't, don't, right. there's not enough bandwidth for you, like a single yeah. individual.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then, uh, you know, then I, then I kind of brought in Ruan, which is kind of funny, because, you know, I've known him for a long time. He lives in Austin. Uh, and, uh, you know, I used to go to like a lot of... Like music festivals and stuff like that in Austin in like Another Life, uh, and I actually met Ruan um, at this festival called Fun 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 Fest. No, no, no I actually met him <laughs> at South by South uh, at South by Southwest. There was like a oh really South, South by yeah, yeah that's South by Southwest party. Yeah, um, and uh, and then uh, you know. Um, <laughs> i mean the funny thing is he's also Lankan, so you know we kind of had like a- oh wicked. yeah yeah you
2: had that it must have been some kind of bromance uh right, I, I have a similar right. thing like i i'm half korean if um i'm half korean half english so when i and like so meeting another korean is one thing but when i meet another half korean and specifically half korean half english it's like we immediately have to be like brothers Oh, it's totally. like uh, <laughs> yeah so i do have a similar thing as well when i meet uh people who are well, just similar to me because i've, I've i mean, me personally i've lived a life just like never meeting another half korean half english person uh so when i do meet like the very few <laughs> um yeah i do i do try to bond with them that's sick and, and then you met them at south by southwest what did he do then like w- w- what what was he doing then why did you think that he'd be good for this and by the way, he is good for this, but I'm just wondering like what he was doing then. And like, you kind of, uh, I guess you kind of, did you drag him into it all? Like, was he willingly, was he willingly joining you on this stuff? What was the, what was the pitch like to get Ruan involved?
3: Yeah. So his background is actually in video. He was, uh, he, he was a videographer, um, and, uh, but we, we were just, uh, you know, into a lot of kind of similar things. Uh, I don't know. We had, have, we have, like, similar taste in music and stuff like that. Um, but then Ruan, um, funny thing is I, 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 I was at, like, a Terra um, online hackathon. I was actually trying to find Cosmoges and Devs, at, like, a, you know, in, like, a Terra hackathon. And I saw Ruan there. You know, he was, like, I think he was, like, a mentor or something in the, at the hackathon. And then I'm like, dude, I know you. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, then I told him about stargaze, and you know, told you know, told him about you know how we're growing really fast, and you know, I'm looking for people to come and help me out and stuff like that. Um, and then, and then, you know, yeah, I just brought, I brought him on board. You know, he he's uh, uh, he was one of the first users on like Steam. I remember, like the Steam blockchain um with just like a yeah like a like a decentralized social kind of product oh steam um, it
2: you know like i actually right, wrote articles on that yeah yeah yeah. i was involved i did i did a lot there and like i was like oh for eve that's shit and then like <laughs> next thing you know like two years later i'm like oh fuck that poor eve is uh, awesome <laughs> like i was like uh yeah yeah i was like, for eve that's only like 60 dollars. that's terrible <laughs> like next thing you know uh but yeah yeah that that that's um died out a bit. oh yeah i would love I, I might like bring this back up in a in a bit sort of like a social media side to stargaze um anyway you know let, let's continue because um i think that might fit on let's uh fit on towards uh, the end of the conversation where we can talk about like what stargaze can be but um yeah so so you found a one and um, he's essentially like, well, what would, like what's his official role? Is it community manager?
3: I mean, yeah. So he does a bit of operations. He also does a bit of business development. Um, you know, so so we're, I, you know, I think we're, I think we're still too small to have like official titles, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Like
2: everyone just handles like whatever needs to be handled, and like the whole team rallies together when everyone needs to get onto one problem kind of thing. So so how big's the team right now?
3: So now we are uh, 11, 11 or 12 people seem to be 13. So, um, yeah, I think I think I think this is kind of like a good uh, a good size, um, you know, kind of uh, to like weather the bear bear market, um, you know, I, I really believe in building like small, lean, effective, highly effective yeah. teams, especially um, in bear think- market. Yeah, yeah, I think I think a lot of uh, founders in crypto kind of get this wrong. They hire too fast, they grow too fast, um, mm. and then they end up just stagnating, right? Um, yeah, I think it's um, much more. Effective there's um, the small there's a
2: founder of um, uh, the brand Patagonia, you know, the brand Patagonia. And do you like, know all the sort of things that they stand for, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, he's got a really famous saying where it's like, we grow strong, we don't grow big. Um, yes, and so it's like just having a strong team, not a big team um is mm-hmm. uh I love that as well, but um, so you have 12 twelve soon thirteen people where what is the demographic of your team? what's it look like like uh where in the world do they live uh what are the scheme, sort of what's the sort of breakdown or distribution of the skills there across the twelve how many devs do you have how many community community managers do you have like uh what what's sort? yeah what does that demographic look like and the skill sets that these people have
3: sure yeah so um everyone's going to spread out around the world i mean we do have kind of like you know four uh us uh four four of us kind of in like the new york kind of kind of area um and then uh um you know we have a couple of folks in europe Europe, we have like two people in france now we have uh, uh another person in germany um uh yeah jorge in guatemala um uh, and and uh, you know we have a bunch of like community uh and marketing people now too um so yeah it's, it's it definitely kind of spread out around the world um the makeup of the team i would say is kind of like half engineers now and like um uh, the other half would be like you know business development um and uh, like operations and stuff and cool. um yeah yeah that's awesome so know, oh, that's
2: really good i I've, I've i feel like we've really now got like a super clear picture of like how this has all come to be and um I, and like now i'd like to ask you like how do you think it's all looking right now like what do you think of stargaze in its current form because there's there's like a big community now you you've pretty much become like the de facto nft market of uh cosmos um are, are there like sort of things that you look at uh like for example like I, I work in production and content stuff and i i'm always just seeing like the things that can be done better and like what what's wrong mm-hmm. with everything um i'm just wondering from like your own perspective like How do you look at Stargaze? Are you proud of it? Do you sort of like look at like all the things that are wrong with it? What do you think is the best part of it? What do you think is the worst part of it? Um, This sort of thing you've built, Um, yeah, just to sort of contemplate. I'd I'd be really interested to just hear you sort of contemplate on like how it is in its current state right now with everything that's going on.
3: Well, what I'm, you know, what we're trying to do with Stargaze is to build something completely new right so what we're trying to do is build something that has like the end-to-end ux and experience of like an apple product but be decentralized as possible at the same time right so that's that's something that's completely new right like 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 usually things that have um like a really good great end-to-end kind of ux and experience are kind of very centralized um uh and then usually things that are very decentralized have really shit, you know like ux and ui so, uh, so, um,
2: um just uh just a really quick one one because obviously to like a lot of people who are like really crypto native been it in it for a long time like decentralized seems to be like a really important thing but uh, like for me for example um i just started especially on stargaze in like february decentralized to me doesn't really mean too much because like when I get to your website, it works, the marketplace there, it all works really nicely. So I just only care about kind of like that, right? Why is decentralization so important? Is that like, like as, and as you're saying, just as important as the actual experience of maybe using anything and using the product that you've built and why, why is it important that that product is decentralized?
3: yeah i mean we're starting to see it now right like all the centralized institutions are starting to fail right they're all they're all- having having problems uh you know when things are centralized it's very easy to like hide certain things uh you know not not everything is like uh you know um like registered on the chain and stuff uh and and um I, you know i think i think i think the market is kind of proving it out that like you know um uh, like uh, uh um like ftx and celsius and so forth are failing but things like uniswap and and uh, osmosis and stargaze are still fine right so so i think i you know i think i think decentralization is just like an inherent property of public blockchains that's uh important to maintain uh for it to also be healthy
2: but but um, where where would that like I find it so fascinating because you're like the creator of this, right? But where does that put you? Um, sort of like, let's say, in a situation where you do have decentralization, where you as the creator, uh, kind of, uh, you're at like the, the, the control of then... Everyone vote like voting for things like you you know you you're kind of like relinquishing control a lot uh as a, you know in the nature of being decentralized um does that make you how do you feel about that like does it make you feel uncomfortable do you worry about like losing control of this thing that you've made um because you know one day you know in the nature of like the way this these decentralized things work, people can just vote against you. And like, for example, Atom 2.0 didn't go through um, and and all these other things, like you're kind of dealing with like a different business dynamic that didn't quite exist a few years ago where like the the founder can pretty much just say like, yeah, we're doing that now, now we're doing that and next we do this. But like now we're kind of in a situation where like you've built this thing. And like, if you don't play your cards right all the time, people can like turn against you and, and and sort of vote you down a bit. Does that worry you?
3: Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's completely, it's a completely different kind of type of building and style of building. Um, the way I kind of see it is that like as a core team, like, you know, all we are is like, you know, we're kind of like, uh, we're, you know, we're kind of like guides, like the community, you know, tells us what they want. Right and 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 we kind of build build what they want um but but we also kind of have our own ideas and we suggest things and you know
2: i guess what i guess what i'm really trying to say is like decentralized is good to some extent but centralization is also good to some extent because you need like for example your team we we can't just like one day to just like get rid of the whole stargaze team or something like this, because it's like, um, so So, in some sense, like the decision-making and the heart of all of this stuff is still centralized, even though like, let's say the validated nodes and all these things are decentralized. Um, and, and that's like a really difficult balancing act because you can't just let like everyone, like, I mean, I live in the UK and like, I, I'm pretty like anti-Brexit. And I've seen like the damage that can be done if you just leave it up to the general public to make decisions. And, um, <laughs> and so there's like this balancing act to be like sort of struck in, in sort of allowing people to sort of be involved in, in the product that, you know, we're all willing on and building, or well, you guys are building, but like uh, making together, I guess but then also having a team which is still very much in control of um, what's best to do at what time and what is, you know, possible even. Um, I find that dynamic like really difficult um, to work with, I guess, if you are a founder. Um, So I'm very interested to just hear you sort of talk more on, on that dynamic.
3: Yes, it's very, very difficult. Um, you know, you, you kind of have to earn the community's trust, right? And, and, then, and then when you have that, then they, um, uh, they have a little more faith in you um, if, you know, if you want to build something that, you know, maybe they might not completely agree with and stuff like that. Um, so uh, it, it, it is a balancing act because if it's not, if it's not done right, then, you know, governance can keep can can slow you down, right? It could, you know, prevent, you know, you as a core team, as a founder of, you know, uh, ex, you know, executing on like a vision that you have or whatever. Um. So so yeah, it is it, it you know it is a very difficult balancing act. But I, I I think it really comes down to nurturing the community from the start, right? Yeah. So um. So at Stargaze, we were very careful. To like really kind of plan out the airdrop and stuff like that to make sure that like we didn't like kind of create um, uh, like too many whales and stuff, right? We wanted the, like the airdrop to be like as fair as possible, and uh, you know all the all the things that we have like done so far is very intentional to 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 to, to like create the community that we have now, and the community has been like really supportive and uh you know kind of like letting us like execute on on on, on the things that we have wanted to so yeah. uh you know knock on wood it's been it's been go- going pretty great yeah so far. What, what i would say
2: there is like essentially the community's on your side now but obviously over time anything can happen and you know uh, obviously adversity comes always actually um and so i worry about the situations arising where you know certain bad actors or something can drum up the community in certain ways where like you might start to lose uh sort of the trust of the community that you spent so much time building and um i mean I'm sure this has happened to like other uh web free communities already, but when those things do happen, I then worry uh, sort of about um how those things play out, and um do the people in control uh, sort of just take control or do you just um let the community decide but these are kind of all the things this is the beautiful thing actually about web three. it's like these things are being figured out as we go along um so yeah and then but the thing is stargaze is in a very healthy place right now i feel other than the general bear market going on but um it'd be very not just like interesting i hope it doesn't happen but there, i think that if a time comes along where the stargaze team gets challenged in a major way um to see, because then you're not dealing with just building anymore. Like suddenly you're dragged into the politics of it all. Um, you might have to just become a politician, you know, instead of like an engineer. Yeah. Um,
3: I think think we've been very kind of fortunate and, and, uh, kind of careful to kind of stay away from drama. You know, there's a lot of drama in uh, the cosmos ecosystem. Um, you know, we very intentionally try to stay away from it because it's not productive and it just slows down building. Um, but I, one thing I want to add here is that I think, um, you know, one thing you can do that you can't do in like, uh, you know, if you're like a citizen of a country or whatever, and, uh, you want to move to a whole new country, it's, it's hard, right? Because there's a lot of, uh, you know, you, you have to move like physical space and stuff, but on a blockchain, you can just fork the chain, right? So you know, I think I think that's not that's something that is not maybe talked about enough. I think uh, you know, if the community does turn against you know uh, you as a founder, of the core team, or whatever, you can always just fork the chain and launch another one. So 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 like you know that 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 option is is always there, right? You know, obviously yeah. that's like that's not like the first yeah option that that's you like.
2: yeah yeah, it's the last like um last resort Um, last
3: resort for sure
2: but but when you fully lose yeah so yeah no no because it's um for me obviously as as i mean we've met in real life you you know like I, i i start i've started businesses in real life and for me the idea of losing control of my own business not as a result of like you know like losing control of my business because customers want to take control of my company um to me is a bit of a crazy idea but that's <laughs> very much like what you might have to deal with <laughs> and um because I'm like working very much like a very typical um uh business world right where like the person who starts a business owns the business and things like that but you you've kind of like lended yourself to this new format and it's very interesting like it's like new forms of governance new forms of how business works new forms of like how exchange of value happens and um and ownership as well and uh, things like that and i just there's so much that can happen like, there's so much that can go wrong
1: and you you're right
2: <laughs> in the middle of it all and um and uh, uh i you know you say like you avoid drama i personally absolutely love the drama like i just sit there with the popcorn <laughs> on the side just watching the chat and just like enjoying every every minute i've just i just i want to make a shirt that says i came for the jpegs i stay for the drama um <laughs> <laughs> like just um but that's exactly how i feel like uh my favorite part of crypto actually is like the non-stop daily crazy shit that happens and um actually this maybe i'm going i'm going to leave so i i actually had some questions like more specific to stargaze but i might might save that more towards the end because i think this is more fitting right now it's like what do you think about all the things that have been happening right now in the crypto space with FTX and all that stuff what's like your personal opinion on like what happened and what are your like projections and predictions on how this might affect everything
3: yeah so I have a lot of thoughts on this um you know i think anytime something like this happens you got to look at the root cause right like how how do we get here in the first place right how how did you know sbf and ftx um, how were they able to um, become so big so fast? Right? Who helped them? How 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 did they get there? Right? And uh, you know you have to look at the VC firms that gave them money, right? Um, uh, you know, uh, like you know personally for Stargate is like it was it was pretty hard for us to raise, right? But then but then like like SBF can go to Sequoia and go to Paradigm and they give them like, like millions of dollars, right? So like, um, you know, what diligence are the VCs doing, um, you know, to create
1: these, these kind of uh, uh, to
3: fund these founders, right? So, um, you know, as someone who's been in, you know, someone who's been involved with startups for a very long time, Um, I think, I think one problem we have is that, you know, the, the space is a lot of the, you know, a lot of people in space are very young and that's fine. You know, it's, it's, uh, that, that, that is, uh, you know, a normal part of any, any kind of new, new, new technology. Um, but, um, uh, you know, everyone kind of is thinking that has, has this kind of a little bit of a naive mindset, uh, thinking that like. You know, everything that we're doing is like completely new. This has never happened before. And a lot of people aren't learning from, um, you know, uh, like previous startups. And, you know, uh, like the VCs aren't following, um, you know, best practices of how to identify good founders. Uh, Investors aren't following best practices on how to invest. Um, Crypto startups aren't, aren't following best practices on how to run a startup. You know, and, like, and 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 these are things that I think I think because um, the space is so young that people just like don't know, right? So like, you know, Sequoia, you know, may not put their best people on their crypto team. Paradigm, uh, I, I, well, Paradigm's a little bit of a different story, but like the VCs should have really, you know, looked at the books and and all this kind of stuff, and like looked at the founders and like not even let something like fdx happened in the first place right
2: so, so what do you think um this so so what do you think then like all the recent happenings means in terms of vc funding actually coming into this space anymore do you think it's like done do you think regulation has to happen now for like vc funding to come back into crypto like um because there's, uh, like the damage is huge and maybe we don't even know the full extent right right now but um do you because uh, like as you were saying everyone's like literally just like so bullish and jumping in on everything uh for the past year or two and and this sort of like great uh wash like basically all of like I, i think it's a very healthy thing that's kind of happened actually because this would never happen in real life like you know, they would get a bailout. They wouldn't be allowed to collapse. The government would use public funding to support these people to make sure, like, no one gets unemployed. But in crypto, these businesses are just allowed allowed to just fail. And um, I think that's actually a very healthy thing, you know. Um, So, you know, as you said, there was lots of short-sight, like, lack of oversight. On, on like the investment side of things, but how, what do you think like the ripple effects are gonna be like down the line for, for from this happening? Like um, obviously, just speculation, but I'm just interested to hear.
3: I mean, what's really unfortunate is that like most people, uh, you know, who are learning about crypto or whatever, uh, you know, don't know the difference between something that is you know community owned and decentralized like stargaze or something that is like you know centralized company like ftx right um you know this this uh, this layer is kind of abstract to a lot of people and the unfortunate thing is like uh because of the collapse of uh ftx and celsius and so forth um it, it, you know it just paints crypto in a really bad light uh in the public media and um also, you know, regulation, uh, you know, is probably going to come, and uh, you know, it may not differentiate between, you know, centralized crypto and decentralized crypto, right? So, 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 so that's kind of one, one. That's one thing that I'm really worried about. Um, you know, decentralized crypto has has barely ever ever failed. I mean, obviously, you have bridge hacks and stuff like that, but they're not, yeah. you know, remotely as close to. Like, it's to it has got nothing to do with Excel. the
2: actual um like bad bad acting other than engineering of like the actual founders and stuff like that so so um this then actually i'm interested here to, just to bring sort of real this back into stargaze again how do you think like stargaze in particular can kind of draw back in that retail customer or like the total like all the like normies people who you know, don't know like You know, people who just see like the fall of FTX tie that in with like generally crypto. Crypto is a, like crypto is a scam. Blah, blah blah, all that stuff. Crypto just operates exactly how it should. But how do you think like Stargaze as a platform in particular can work to pull in new customers? who are not crypto native do you think about these things or or have you given it much thought
3: yeah yeah i mean so the good thing is that like um the collapse of ftx like you know it it, it, it brought down pretty much the price of like every kind of like defi uh, nft token by like 10% or so but you know it didn't destroy the market right it's still uh, you know, it brought things down like a level. You know, every you know everything's kind of at like a baseline now. But things are still going, and 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 actually, Stargaze is doing some of his best volume. Uh, you know, recently since like Genesis launch. Um, so like you know, recently, uh, Spaceship Society, uh, Skellys, and uh, you know a couple of others are doing. Uh, you know, Anyo doing 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 really great. Um, but you know, it it, it is going to uh you know the the people who are on the fence, right? People who are like skeptical of crypto a little bit or whatever, who may have wanted to come in and try it out and stuff like that, you know, maybe we're gonna lose them, you know, and maybe we're gonna lose them for a couple of years. And that's really unfortunate. You know, that's why like, yeah, you know, some of my previous uh some of my tweets in the past couple of days are just like hitting on F, hitting on F you know, S heading on SBF because you know, I, I, you know, I think it did set the industry back. Uh, yeah, yeah, by couple, absolutely. By a couple
2: of years. Um, you, you, well, I mean, like people, you, you are a founder and people like um, people expect you to kind of speak up on these sort of issues, actually. And so it's good that you're doing that. And like I have been watching it, I, I've really enjoyed it. As I said, I love the drama, so <laughs> I'm just here for the drama. I love watching people just go, go at it and, um, uh, and stuff like that. I, I'm kind of, but, um, so, so just, um, you know, to sort of bring you more back to Stargaze, there's a lot of marketplaces out there. There's a lot of NFT marketplaces. Um, and there's a lot of like really great NFT marketplaces, you know, much bigger than Stargaze to be honest, um, in many ways but that being said it's still you know you guys haven't been around for very long and you've grown very fast and very strong uh very quickly um what do you what do you plan to do to make Stargaze come out as the more attractive option uh when people are looking at all the options and Especially like let's say Ethereum marketplaces because they're pretty much like the kings uh, right now of like the NFT marketplaces. Is there a plan in place there? What is there any messaging or some kind of ideas around how you really want to position yourselves? Um, what's the strategy to like yeah. stargaze to that
1: level? Sure.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, a really good question. So. Um, so right now, uh, um, so one, you know, one, one thing that makes Stargate is different is that it's a, it's an app, you know, it's a, it's an app chain, right? So it's not just the, it not just the NFT marketplace, right? So most NFT marketplaces are, you know, beholden to whatever chain they're on, if they're on Solana, if they're on Ethereum or, you know, um, stuff like that, um, Stargate because it's an app chain. Um, we, can, we can do things that you can uniquely do only on, on an app chain, right? So we can, uh, you know, have uh, kind of not control, but like, you know, have a say in the whole like end-to-end experience of it, right? Um, and we can kind of build around that, right? So um, like, for example, like we're launching Stargaze Names soon. That's just going to beautifully kind of like integrate into like the rest of Stargaze. Right and um, and also like the web app and the UI and UX and stuff like that. Um, it's you know it's, it's about integrating um, every single thing it, uh, uh, that's built on top of Strapi and making it better. Right. So uh, in my Cosmoverse talk, I talked a little bit about like Strapi's two which is uh, you know we're going to be, be we're going to be focused on vertical vertical innovation, um, with is like bringing on Stargate's names. Uh, And then, um, you know, DAOs and a couple other things that we're working on. And then horizontal integration where um, we focus on IBC and really kind of positioning the marketplace as kind of like an aggregator, right? So, um, you know, right now we have uh, connections to other Cosmos chains, right? Um, Soon we're going to have connections to like Ethereum um you know we already have uh connections to ethereum through uh, axlar and gravity bridge
2: would you um, will you have the ability to list collections from other chains on gaze do you know what i mean like uh, rather than yes. then relaunching on stargaze can you list a collection from like juno or wherever but like let them just be listed on the stargaze marketplace
3: Yes, exactly. So we're so we're working on outposts or star star bases. I actually haven't haven't decided on a name for this yet, where um at least other cosmos chains can easily list on Stargaze, um as, as if it was kind of like running on their own uh like running on their own chain. Um so you know um Juno, Osmosis, like you know, any kind of Cosmos chain can uh that's running Cosmos can kind of use this. Um, and uh, and and then eventually, so so we also f- built icsm twenty one, which is the um, an implementation of like the IBC NFT transfer standard. So yeah. this will uh, enable um, uh, NFTs from Ethereum and you know maybe Solana and other ecosystems also to kind of flow into StarGate. What,
2: what right. I like about that though is like it's kind of, because obviously it's a big decision on on the blockchain you mint. But it's kind of like a no-brainer for NFT projects to just be listed on more marketplaces. Yeah. So um, yeah, for them to like where they launch, that's a really critical decision. But actually, to just be listed on like more marketplaces, that's just a no-brainer. So if you can just turn like if Stargaze has the option for people for collections and community other um, cosmos chains to just be listed on Stargaze as well that is, is like a no-brainer for like all of them and and then you will just there'll be a huge um I, I'm not necessarily sorry not, not necessarily saying volume but at least a big influx of creators and community um so that might be like a sort of a bit of I mean I don't know how difficult it is but I'm a big believer in sort of low hanging <laughs> fruit like just uh, simple things that make big changes and um, and just looking at like where you can put effort in to make these big seismic shifts in sort of uh, in volume in community all these things so so yeah like um, that's all that's Awesome. I I, 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 so now we've like spoken a bit on that. I do have one question, which is kind of like a personal question because I'm not like a, I'm not a super uh, web free uh, sort of t- uh, techie dude. What does super cool staking mean? Because I, I, I heard you talk about it in like one of the previous um, Cosmos uh, conferences. But what does super cool staking mean? And because I know you're going to roll it out soon.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now, um NFT staking on most other platforms is basically um you know, you lock up your NFT for a certain period of time and then you get um basically you get to kind of farm this some other token, right? So you kind of earn yield on it while your NFT is left like locked up for for a period of time. And uh you know, most most people just kind of do this to like farm a token and they just sell that token, right? So it's not really it's not really doing much. It's just kind of like, you know, you're getting kind of like bribed to like, lock an NFT up for a certain period of time, it doesn't make much sense. Um, So we want we kind of wanted to do better than this. And, um, you know, take advantage of of being built on, uh, like, being built on its own blockchain. So super cool staking pretty much like allows you to Um, charge up an NFT by like adding stars to it, right? So you can kind of like, NFT is like a container, you can add stars to it. And then you can actually stake it on a validator, right? And then when you stake it on a validator, you earn normal proof of stake yield, right? So it's just like, you know, right now you can go stake your tokens on a validator and earn yield, right? So now you can do the same thing with the NFT, you can earn yield, but you can get extra yield up to the floor price from Uh... another, another source of, liquidity um that that we've been kind of saving for this
2: okay that makes sense to me so yeah 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 Yeah, you take on the floor price of that and that adds to basically the staking rewards um awesome yeah so now i get it that's that's um that's wicked well yeah by the way us as a project are just waiting we'll i'm I'm waiting on you to roll that out because we got some ideas (laughs) around that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah my next question
3: is just when when,
2: when,
3: when? when. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so early next year is kind of when we're targeting, uh, you know, okay, trying, trying cool. you know, trying to get that done by. Um, Great. You know, right now our focus is you know finishing up um, uh, names, uh, and then after that, um, we kind of want to launch like um, basic DAOs and then an AMM as well, and then maybe after that we'll get the uh, we'll get the super fluid staking. I mean, Ooh. super uh, super cool staking. Yeah. <sighs> Well, I
2: I guess one thing I like is this leads on very nicely to the next question, which is um, actually maybe not the near future, but like in the distant, let's say distant future, three, four, five years time, what do you imagine Stargaze being? Because right now, like NFTs have like a very, in the first like sort of iteration of NFTs is literally just an image, right? With like, and then like sort of second, maybe you have like DAOs built around it and some sort of like additional utility. And like actually, maybe that's it. Maybe like the next iteration is like utility NFT, right? Um, and like it's all kind of still built around the art. Uh do you think like what are your ideas around the NFTs just sort of going really even beyond? Just like the art, even they're no longer even about the art. Like drivers' licenses, medical history, all these things. Um, like because that's in my mind actually where I kind of see NFTs going eventually. What do you think in like three to five years' time, NFTs and maybe specifically Stargaze will be, or or hopefully be like just totally let your imagination go wild and like the best things all happen. Um, what does it look like in your head?
3: Yeah. So I, I don't know if this will happen in three to four years, but I mean, the way I kind of see it is that, you know, when, uh, when MP3s first were a thing, uh, and like Napster happened and stuff like that, like, um, you know now when we talk about like music or whatever like no one says like oh yeah go listen to the mp3 on spotify right no one no one says that right it's just uh, you know it's just like you just listen to the song on spotify right so so i think i think that's going to happen to nfts as well like you know all internet content just all digital content i think will just be nfts and um you know no one is just going to call it an nft it's just like everyone's just going to be owning you know all all these pieces of digital content, um, and I, and I and I think we're kind of starting to see it already. Like Reddit, right? I think they called it like digital collectibles or something like that. And you know, like they they like overnight, I think they were able to uh, like get like three or four million wallets, you know, to sign up. So um, you know, I think I think kind of that's kind of like the direction things are gonna go in. Um, but right now we're building kind of for like a crypto native audience, right? So, um, you know, we kind of have to like use like the terms that everyone is familiar with. But I think uh, in a couple of years is, you know, is going to kind of like blend in more with like, I don't know, like the rest of the internet and stuff. Yeah, like you're um, saying
2: people aren't going to like even say the word NFT anymore. They're just going to be like, it's the same kind of thing as like just even Instagram and stuff. But it's kind of like all this underlying technology and all that stuff is just kind of almost invisible at that point.
3: Yes, exactly. That's that's kind of the way I see things going. Um, and and but 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 like you know all this like DeFi and like financial stuff is going to be going to be integrated as well, right? So you know a lot of people love like trading on Robinhood and you know apps like that, and uh, you know there's we're like making all these like really fun like kind of like these like money games, right? Um and we don't even know where things will end up. I think I think I think we'll like surprise ourselves, you know, to see what will happen. Like, you know, I'm 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 a little less bullish on like real world uh use cases, you know, like ticketing and medical records and stuff like that. Um you know, uh I'm 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 a bit more you know, I think we'll end up seeing things that we can't even think about now that will like integrate DeFi and NFTs and, and, uh, you know, DAOs and all this other stuff and, and, and also integrations with like social as well.
1: So I guess then, I guess then my next question would be like, do you
2: think, for example, advances in things like DAOs would then feed into real governing in real life? Like, because it's kind of like, um, they're just engineering governance. Right. So, uh, once they've sort of realized that that might be more efficient, that like these things just roll out then into real life. I, I guess you already said, yeah, it will. But, um, is like, as you say, like all the, like, all the people who just recently witnessed, like, or, or don't know anything about crypto, but the reading in the headlines, all the stuff that's happened to FTX. Right they're never going to get into involved in crypto if they see the word crypto on it right but as reddit has done in a roundabout way you you might still be able to get them just um involved in all this stuff um so i guess, I guess the the real question there is um I mean, I mean i guess yeah no you've answered it really uh I'm just ex- excited for it in the sense of, uh, in my opinion. So, actually, the only reason why I even actually went to Stargaze in the first place with PS Labs is, um, I think I explained this to you at the party. Like I got, I got a brother-in-law who's like a whale, and he's, uh, I just got totally wrecked by terror, and um, I was like, where do I go next with like all this stuff we've built? And he said, go to Stargaze, and so we, so we went to Stargaze, but. Um during that time, like I kind of like received really a lot of counsel from this dude and um he was talking about how like uh sort of like zero knowledge proof of NFTs where like, you know, when, when you go to a club, you show the bouncer your your driver's license, and on your driver's license it's got your address, it's got like your exact birthday, it's got like a picture of you and everything. There's basically like tons of information on it. They don't need to know. All they need to know is that you're over the age of 18 and like it's just green light, red light essentially. And so he had this whole idea of NFT sort of fitting into all of that side of things. But you're saying you actually don't see it going that way. Because for me, the main problem I see with NFTs right now, even though it plays really well in for me, because I'm like, I've been working in art and content creation for like, 17 years uh is that is too closely tied with like art and images and content uh creation when when it can actually be way more which is just not tied to that so when i see then an nft marketplace where like you know the quality of something is totally tied in with like the art of it what's the supply what's the mint price all these things i'm like that becomes like such a limiting idea of like what an NFT can be. And so I wonder like if you like break open all of these parameters of which we like say like what a quality NFT is, like what then they can be, if you go, am I making sense or am I just like waffling? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Um, no,
3: no. Uh, yeah, that's totally true. Like, um, so, you know, the real world use cases, like, you know, zero knowledge proofs for 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 IDs and stuff like that. I think that will happen at some point. You know, I think it's just way too early for that. Um, but, um, you know, the problem with the real world, world connections is that it's very easy to fake, right? So, so it's very easy to fake without like, I don't know, KYC and stuff like that. Like, you know, like if you're scanning a wallet or something, you can always take a screenshot and someone... Scanning it or whatever it could take a accidentally take a you know scan the screenshot or whatever. So it, it's when you connect it, uh, when you, when you connect anything in the blockchain to to the real world, it gets very very tricky. Um You know, like I don't know, let's say like you have a real world painting and you want to associate that with an NFT, so you put a QR code behind it or something, right? Someone can easily make a copy of that and put that on behind another painting or whatever, right? So. So, like the connections to the real world, yeah, uh, from watching yeah. to like me to, to the meat space is very, very difficult. Um, but, you know, more and more people, you know, spending more of their time online, right? Eventually, like, like, I mean, already now we have a lot more digital access than we do, like real world assets, right? So, so that space is just gonna, you know, keep exploding. Um, and, and that's where, like, you know, NFTs really shine is like, it's when they're digital native um yeah so yeah so just yeah, to yeah.
2: tie so, things like stay back actually in stargaze is um because they, you gave me sort of a general consensus on NFTs like in general in uh you know a few years time but what about stargaze what would you like to see it become
3: i mean i have all these ideas and you know very lofty goals for it um so you know I, like all i want to do is to be able to ship faster. You know, to build an awesome team where yeah. we're all like we're having fun, but also like building amazing stuff and building it at a fast pace. Well, does, uh, does your
2: Does your dad understand anything that you do?
3: <laughs> oh man, he actually. You know, he actually bought uh, his first NFT was an X token. Oh so, fuck! Oh wicked! Yeah.
2: He's obviously <laughs> got great taste. Uh,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's amazing. I love that. I love that. What what did you force him or was it his choice? Did he like look it at the marketplace and choose something? Oh brilliant. Great.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, because like, you know,
2: when I first started NFTs and stuff, I was kind of like very much anti like well, anti-PFP, anti like uh, you know, I was even anti like creating rarity in projects. Like I was like, no rarity you know that's just totally artificial i can easily make something rare you know just make one of that one and then the rest we make more and then the blah 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 it's not actually rare we just make it rare and um so that's why with the x collection it's like nothing is rare it's all like just look at them and buy the one that you like and if you like it that is the value and um so that was the original one anyway i've now been in nfts for half a year so my opinions totally changed. And uh <laughs> like I'm like, oh yeah, that has to be rare one of one. And uh you know, that's rare, this is common, blah blah blah. Like really it took a while for me because it is a very different market, isn't it? Um
3: I mean there's there's people, I mean, you know, every, everyone uh you know, there's a certain kind of types of users, right? There's certain like there's there's a certain class of user who's coming just purely just to trade, right? All yeah. they care about is rarity, um, you know, and the statistics and stuff. They don't even like look at the art, right? Um, then there are some people who are coming purely for the art, right? Um, and, 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 and then there's people who just love the community aspect of it, yeah. right? So, so everyone's coming for like different things. And it's actually kind of hard to please, to please everyone. Um, so
1: I've got another question. What NFTs do you own?
3: (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, I'm sure I'm sure it's probably pretty easy to find my my wallets. But, uh, you know, I I, I actually own, um, you know, a lot from the early genesis, um, you know. Yeah, of course, you
2: you you got to support them.
3: <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 also like testing right so so like a lot of I, 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 I own course because i'm like testing stuff yeah. Um, yeah 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 but um you know yeah i'm you're not being I'm you're not being like too
2: easy. diplomatic for my liking you you're not naming any <laughs> names
3: <laughs> yeah unfortunately i can't do that
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right fair enough right, i won't push any further but I'm just gonna assume that you own an NFT from every single project on Stargaze,
4: because okay, you, fair. yeah, yeah. We'll just assume that.
2: Um, <laughs> so your dad, after that first buying experience, what do you say? Did he understand what you're doing still, or not really? Uh, like, what? How? How was he at?
3: He still doesn't really get it, um, you know. Uh, but you know, I. He, but but he did enjoy the experience, and he like he did like. I, you know, he did kind of have fun doing it and he got excited about it. So that's like the most important thing for yeah, me.
2: That's like just, the, um, um shop, shopping in general.
3: Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, so he hasn't taken the next step yet. You know, maybe I'll kind of teach him how to use the marketplace and stuff like that. Um, you know, the way I kind of explain it to them is that, you know, when I first started working on mobile apps, like they had no clue what, what the hell I was doing. But then, like, a couple of years later, then they got it, right? And now they have, obviously, they have, like, you yeah. know, phones and st- iPhones and stuff like that. I think so- I remember
2: seeing, like, a tweet from you or something like this, which is almost like a conversation with your dad where it's, like, um, something to do with basically, like, Amazon starting at some size and now being worth loads. And this is just how, like, you know, this is how these things start and that this is how these, you know, small things become big um and um i kind of love that like i love that like uh your dad is like getting involved and you're like trying you're like showing him these things and like because he and and and, and, like my dad and maybe all of our dads are basically like the most difficult person to get involved in all this stuff because they're, like, so set in their ways, right? And so these concepts are so abstract to them that, like, if they can get it, then it's a winner, right? Um, And so it's kind of like the ultimate test to, like, show it to someone who's um, lived a lot of life and and knows what's what, right? And um, see what they think of it, uh, because they're probably going to, I, they might like they might be sensitive enough to try to protect your emotions, but they'll probably tell you what they think uh but yeah, I see sort of like the older generation as being like a true test of whether this stuff is actually useful, or maybe am I wrong? maybe they maybe it's not a true test what what are your thoughts on that like sort of bringing
1: on i mean
3: you know in in my case, like you know i I get into stuff so early that like they are skeptical of like anything that I get into, uh, but then five, five years later, everyone else is into it, right? So this has happened to them like three times already, you know, so I'm like, hey dad, <laughs> it's just, like,
1: just
3: like, you know, when I got started building on phones, you were like, what uh, the fuck are you doing? Why are you making this dumb drum app, right? And then, and then like, you know, five years later, every, they're all using apps. Oh, that's very cute, that's right? very cute. So...
2: <laughs> anyway, man yeah um <laughs> it's been so how long have we been chatting it's been uh it's been a while been coming up. Been a long yeah time. yeah so i i essentially think like i might open the floor up to questions from anyone in the crowd to see if um anyone wants to ask shane anything but um i'm all questioned out dude like um i've pretty much thrown at you like everything I had to ask oh one last question when can we get appendable collections <laughs> please
3: uh yeah we're gonna be working on that very soon um it's just that i kind of wanted to, to do it the right way so um yeah we're gonna we're gonna be getting to that yeah
2: uh, great okay that's enough yeah. for me to <laughs> that's enough for me to hang on to for a while um so uh, I'm going to give everyone just sort of a bit of time to just think of any questions you want to ask. You don't mind me opening the floor up to other people, right? Oh yeah, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to ask him anything, you know, over the whole topics that we've been talking about tonight. And by the way, anyone who's been here from the beginning and and even joined halfway through and listened all the way through, thank you so much um, for, for getting involved and just listening to this. Thank you, Shane, for. Um, giving us your time because you're, you're a busy man. Um, but yeah, stick your hand up. If you have a question for him, uh, Oh, there we go. We have one. I need to just learn how to use Twitter. Wait, here we go. Are you in? Ah, it actually worked. Okay. So you actually met this man. You've actually met Cal. Oh, and by the way, we actually didn't even cover any of this, the fact that you came to uh, London and joined the party. But um, anyway, you've met Cal. And um, so uh, I'm going to say, Cal, the floor is yours. Ask Shane anything you want. And I'm about to invite up Manji. Manji, you will come after the Space Aid Society. Thank you so
1: much. Hey, guys. Hey,
4: David. Thank you for putting this space together. And thank you, Shane, for coming. Uh, and giving a, a more of an insight of your... I guess your life and your upbringing. I guess my first question was going to be like, when was that Eureka moment? But I guess I think David covered that uh, that section of um, of how you had kind of had that inception idea and how you kind of crossed over. But I guess my this, it's not more of a question; it's more of a props to you. I guess because of my heritage of me being South Indian, uh, South Asian myself, I think it's so imp. I, I guess it's so important that I see a figure like yourself running a blockchain and when i see even like i know we don't like to mention dog dog but people of of my kind of heritage being leads in in this kind of field gives me and like you said the younger generation inspiration to to carry on doing something that we can like i know we're all in crypto and color doesn't matter but there's always going to be stigmatisms that that, uh, that come with things like that. So I guess I just want to give you a props for what you've done and what you've achieved. And I guess my question would be, what if there was a a young a young Shane out there right now? What kind of advice would you give him if he was looking to open his like create a new a, a new blockchain or something, something of your status right now? In, with with Stargaze.
3: Oh, that's a really good question. By the way, yeah, thanks for the kind words and stuff. Um, what advice would I give? You know, it would just be like, you know, don't listen to haters. Um, school is overrated. Um, you know, just learn to build uh, and, uh, and, and, and surround yourself with like authentic people and find other people you can build with. Um, that's basically you know i guess what i would say um and you know it's a little easier said than done but those would be kind of the goals that i would aim for uh
1: and, and just on the on the other part when i
4: was talking about like i say with with us being of um ethnic background an ethnic background i think it's so important that the work you do succeeds uh, and like like, I say i can't see it slowing down uh, at any point at this moment uh, so just want to give my kudos to you sir uh, and thank you for, oh, for putting this all together and Shane's no, not a very very drunk it, <laughs> <for you guys.
3: laughs>
4: Shane do you still have that picture that PS Lab gave you
3: I do I brought it with me I took it out of the frame but I brought it with me <laughs> thanks for that and thanks
1: for hosting this David
4: that, the, that's all from me David if you want to let Manji ask his question
3: oh hey hey what's going on my train of thought is too disheveled uh so i'm gonna pass on the question but i did want to just say thank you for a wonderful presentation and uh but yeah i i had a question but i you pretty much answered it and so thank you very much the presentation was excellent oh okay thank you thank you uh, can you hear me hello hello hello
2: yeah we can hear oh you
3: brilliant
2: know, yeah, someone called my phone and it just messed up the twitter so um i'm so glad like uh the twitter space has just managed to continue Ma- manji so like your question's been answered right
1: yeah i'm good thank you so much
2: you're welcome you're, i mean I, i'm sure like well i'm sure shane will say you're welcome anyway no no uh thank you but the, the the party there was epic uh i just hope we have more opportunity to do more stuff like that and i'm totally down like if if Because I'm sure 2023 is going to be a big year for everything because obviously this year is just the year after COVID and um, maybe next year is a bigger year for all of this stuff. And I am absolutely down to get involved with just totally maximizing, um, well, everything we're all doing. And uh, the Space Apes have been really, really vocal and involved with the general community building of all of Stargaze, to be honest. And um, so big shout out to them because, you know, Shane's building all day long, but it takes uh, people like Cal to make sure people love, you know, there's like tooling, there's like the way everything works and it all works well. There's no bugs and stuff like that, but you got to make people like love it. And that sometimes is like an extra layer on top of functionality. And I think like the space apes do an absolutely fantastic job of like making people love, you know, turning their phones on. Like you can go to so many options. You can go to Instagram, you can go to the BBC, you can go to Reddit, but like people choose to go to stargaze to discord and go into like these chats and like be part of this community. And it's because of people like um, Cal and the space apes and um and uh you know that takes a lot of effort and it and um and and it it takes a lot of effort to provide value to people and that's exactly what they do and i'm really looking forward to the future of us doing more and he and cal in particular has got a great he's such an altruist he's got great ideas in the future of like how he can get all the projects involved with any kind of future Stargate stuff so i guess we have to have like then a meeting in the future over
4: like what happens next year i guess
2: but um if there's
4: i, I guess it's gonna be when's uh when's nft nyc and it's uh hosted
3: exactly april are
4: we hosting is there gonna be a big party in the uh, in nyc it's well,
3: gonna be shame oh, we're gonna and- have to do it i mean last year we had our first uh party in new york uh, at uh nyc so yeah and next year we're gonna go big so you guys should come over no we'll be coming. Time. me and Cal. we come. are definitely
4: coming over we've already prepared everything we're coming <laughs> yeah yeah
2: oh hell yeah me and Cal
4: coming i'm exceptionally good at getting into trouble
1: oh nice oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Manji, you're gonna be in charge of the entire event so uh, my,
1: my last
0: trip to Miami, uh, well, I did get drugged at a bar, but uh, <laughs> I,
4: I had last call, uh, was called in Spanish, and then they looked directly at me and called last call in English.
2: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Manji, um, a- I'm looking forward to meeting you in real life. I think you're going to be a bit right. of a legend.
1: <laughs>
4: oh, <laughs> I'm an oddball for sure. But if it, there's a party in NYC, I'm right
0: around the corner and I have friends there, so I have places to stay. Brilliant.
2: Well, um, uh, and then I'm going to give it another five seconds, 10 seconds for anyone else to ask it. Shane any questions. But we've been here for one or two hours. I feel like I've had an awesome evening. I hope you had an awesome evening. Shane, um, thank you so much, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just been good to, like, get get right in there and, like, sort of really uh, sort of put... How do you say that? Like, you, you really, like, showed everyone who you are this evening and um, all your history. I love that, like, that sort of background story of you, like, hacking, like, telecoms companies when you were, like, a, like a teenager um and that how and sort of really back like tracing that along to like how you're doing what you're doing now i just i just love it and um i'm sure we'll be talking again and again and again uh just to sort of reiterate this story as more and more people come into this community um but uh unless anyone's got a question, puts their hand up. Um, I'll, I'll just leave it over to Shane if you want to just leave some last words and then we'll, we'll close up this space for the evening.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just want to say thanks a lot for asking some great questions and for hosting this. Uh, yeah, I think PS Labs and also uh, Space Ape Society, uh, you know, one of the, you know, some of the best, best communities on Stargate is, Um, you know, making everything friendly and just awesome for like everyone. So thanks, guys. And um yeah, hopefully we'll do this again sometime.
2: Yeah. Alright guys. And um everyone, thank you so much because otherwise it would just be me, Shane, Cal here just chatting to each other like a bunch of losers. But um uh yeah, yeah, it's nice that actually people are interested in the things we talk about and um <laughs> and, and and yeah, let's build stargaze. I think it's I've I felt so comfortable in the fact that like we chose Stargaze like a long, like maybe that like, it's probably been six months now, and since we chose Stargaze as like our home after Terra, we've seen well, like so, sorry, Cal, but I'm gonna call it like you came along, then Heroes came along, and then next Levana's gonna come along, and Space Kellys are gonna come along. Uh, they've come along. And like it's just been such an awesome feeling to see that like we made the right decision, and like I, I like I don't know is up like I'm saying the right it feels like the right decision right now. When I look around everywhere else in the cosmos ecosystem, I look at all the NFT marketplaces that are going on. I feel like we made the right decision with Stargaze. Very soon after the Terra collapse. And it's just been such an incredible feeling to see like one after the other come into like just high quality people and communities and artwork and uh, just come into Stargaze. And it doesn't matter actually like about to some extent like technical things about like what this and that does. The community is there and it's in place and it's super strong and um that is something that essentially i have not seen in any other nft uh marketplace in cosmos and um i'm personally really proud to be part of it and uh, i hope all of you are really proud to be part of the uh stargaze community and um with that i'm going to end this space and uh from london good night love you lots and he's going
0: to. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the PS Labs interview with Stargaze founder Shane, recorded on Thursday, November 17th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now with Spark IBC enabled. the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money. Looking like another crooked Sunday, and I'm working Monday. So you know I ain't stressing left debating great methods. So Amazed to play inception, the a stay blessed. See, even with these huge sums of overall royalty, fees, the sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small. While many rights holders are taking around three-quarters of, three of a, sense. Of a time random listens to one of their tracks, leaving only some portion of that. Can't even say they're making pennies. Pennies per play